You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of this place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi. Mom, can we go to the pool? And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Do you know what people see when they Google you? Search engines don't always get it right, and when they're wrong, it's your reputation on the line. So what do you do when you don't agree with your search results? Call Reputation Defender at 855-432-4905. Reputation Defender is one of the most trusted names in online reputation repair. We have over a decade of experience in fixing people's search results, and we can help you too. Using cutting-edge approaches, Reputation Defender pushes unflattering information down to lower pages of your search results, where few people ever look. We also promote the good stuff so that it rises to the top, letting you put your best foot forward. Your good name is too valuable to leave to the whims of a Google algorithm. You owe it to yourself to take charge of your reputation. Visit www.reputationdefender.com or call 855-432-4905 for free advice on your situation. That's 855-432-4905. Hello there, listeners. Well, this is an added monkey in the wrench. I had originally tried to make this a live show, but it doesn't really matter, I guess, being live since I'm not actively taking calls. I was trying to explain to my friend, this is Jim the Keys bartender. I should have said that right now, but you know that already, I assume. And for some of the people that are new, uh, we do talk about bar and restaurant themes and things like that. And today we're going to be talking about a little etiquette. And you can use that almost in any situation. But there's things I've seen, and I'm I'm not certainly not Miss Manners, but I have a tendency to know how to, uh, I guess not on the show because I check explicit. But I know how to uh, dot the I's and cross the T's when it comes to certain etiquette items. You know, I can see, you know, you always see in that movie where people are being exposed to a culture for the first time. And they just don't know what to do, how, how to behave. And it seems like sometimes when you have people coming to a restaurant that some people haven't had the benefit of... Let's say, good example. Now listen, I'm not a wilting flower. I've eaten outside. I've camped, been in the woods, done all sorts of goofy stuff. You know, it, it varies. The Using etiquette varies in depending on the audience that you have. The audience is the crowd you're running with. For it's a bunch of guys or family members. You're going to do certain things differently than you do with people in a business setting or a more formal setting. If you're meeting the girlfriends or boyfriends, parents or family for the first time, it's better to err in the side of caution than to be a libertine. And you'll get this when I'm talking. So many times at the bar, I'll have I'll see people now. The bar is a different situation. You have people that sit at the bar, and 
mostly the people at the bar when they're drinking, they're more matter of fact about what they're doing and what they're going to be doing. Guys coming out, you get do a mechanic sitting down. I'm just not going to point mechanics, but anybody, even two lawyers sitting together and stuff like that and say, hey, I got to go and to be, I'm sorry if you're eating, but if you're being, uh, they'll say, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to take a shit, right? Now, that's between two guys or two women or something like that. I'm not going to judge them on how they talk to each other or even how they talk outside. Some, they, they're, that's literally what they're doing. But not everyone needs to know what you're going to be doing. And I know not to say that at a table or a mixed company. When I say mixed company with people that are reserving their judgment of you right away. If you're trying out to be the pastor of a local church, you may not want to use that line I just said. I'm going to go over some of the things that you can say. Because some people just don't seem to know. If you want to air in a real cautious setting, when you're sitting at a table, I'm going to set the table. You're with uh, people that are business associates and potential clients and things like that. So you're on the best behavior. And it's not a frou-frou business, but... You don't know who they are, and you know it's a nice restaurant. So you need to use the restroom. The general all the way around. People don't need to know in the middle of the conversation. You can go, excuse me, I'll be back in a moment. And that suffices. People don't need to know that you need to get up and make a, fo- a phone call. That you need that you have gas and so you have to go off to the side or someplace and and let it rip. They don't need to know that you have to uh, evacuate your bowels or piss like a horse. They don't need to know that. They don't need to know that, you know, you don't have to say things like, excuse me, I got to go number two or number one versus that's kind of infantile and stupid. But it's kind of funny. In the, it's also kind of funny in the right situation. So if you're not worrying about your job, you know, at a formal thing, it's juxtaposing the comment, excuse me, I got to go number one. And, you know, real frou-frou client and something like that, that would be great if you really don't care. If you really don't care. If you don't, if you don't really like your future partner's family and you say, well, I don't really want to be part of them. So I'm going to, I'm not really going to worry about my table manners. You might say, I got to go and take a shit or I got to poop. I got to crap, drop a deuce, pee, piss, drain the main vein, drop the kids off the pool. Time to make the brownies. Like time to make the donuts. Um, And also one of my favorite ones I like to say I'm going to go and do what both bears and I like to do in the woods. Okay? And that's where you, you're making the assumption that the person can make a, uh, a connection there. That you're referring to that old joke. It's, it's really important sometimes to not, sometimes less is more. Sometimes less is more. And sometimes you need to be more illustrative. I understand that. 
if people expect, you know, when they go out to dinner and say, oh, I love this guy. He just says whatever he's going to do. You know? He's just going to say, you know, he's going to say, no. You know, that's not always the case. That is not always the case. People have been tripped up by these social faux pas. So before you get real comfortable with, you know, a mixed group of people and say, hey, listen, I just had some daytime fantasy go on and stuff like that. Now I'm sporting some wood, so I'm going to go and masturbate in the bathroom. That's a no-no. You don't do that in mixed company. You may have a group of friends you can go and say that to. Right? But, you know, do that. Matter of fact, you might, might not want to, I mean, you may not want to do that at a business meeting. You know, get out and do that. Now, but if that's your way of relieving stress, that would be a time when you say, excuse me, I'll be back in a moment. And this way, you could do all manner of things. Like I said, all those more cruder things, you know, drink some, you know, bring, bring your hooch, drink it. You know, if you're a closet drinker, go in there, you bring your, your little flask out. Yeah, if you do, I mean, I don't, I don't uh, endorse drugs, but you know, people always excuse themselves to go and do a little cocaine in the bathroom. Like I don't realize that when you're waiting outside the bathroom for your friend to be done in the bathroom. Now, two, two women sometimes, but normally when they go in together, do you want to go to the bathroom with me? And if they do, they go in with you. They don't don't go in with you. A lot of time they're just laying out the lines and stuff like that. And they're going in there. I understand. It's kind. Of, I think it's kind of disgusting on the top of a toilet lid, or having you know if there's booths you could you know having what that random an, anonymous sex that you always dream that people have, but they're really not having. Just interesting. So just take a word of advice. Air with caution until you know your audience. And even then, you may want to be a little restrictive. You don't want to say stuff like that. I, on the other hand, I don't really have those kind of restrictions for what I do. As a podcaster, bartender at a family restaurant, I'm not going to go and say, hey, listen, I'm going to go lay out a couple rails of cocaine on the filthy, disgusting toilet, toilet lid. And then I'll be back a little more animated and sniffing a lot. You won't see me saying that anytime soon. Along those lines, like a parent, and I'm going to, this is in private life and and public life, sometimes you want to be the the good guy. It's like good good cop, bad cop. Right? Let's compare businesses and homes. Things like that. You have certain rules in your house. You know, at the you know you don't want that. You you may say, hey, listen, when you get through most of your clothes, you may want to put it in the laundry basket so we can wash it, so we don't have to discern what is your clean laundry and what is your dirty laundry. When you have a teenage girl, sometimes they just go and try clothes, and when they're not when they're done trying on clothes, they kind of leave it in a pile, so you don't know if it's a clean clothes or dirty clothes. So 
I tell, I say things like that. If I'm driving her to school, because I was promptly informed this morning or a couple months ago, I'm saying, hey, why don't you take the bus to school? I know, here, my, I'm spoiling a kid, right? She goes, the cool kids don't take the bus. Yeah, I saw Ferris Bueller's day, day off, but also the funny kids sometimes take the bus because the funnier ones, well, Ferris Bueller didn't take the bus that day, but there were some funny kids on that bus. Some funny things happened on it. You ever seen Napoleon Dynamite? You're missing a lot when you don't go on the bus. But then again, you got to have a certain amount of exposures and nerd, nerds, but I'm getting sidetracked on there. I always suggest... I'm telling, I'm telling the daughter, I said, you've never experienced, she's never been on a school bus other than like an after-school activity. She's never ridden in a, in a bus to school. That's one thing she and the um, maybe like presidential children or royal, royalty and stuff have in common. She's never, she's always chauffeured around. And since we go down that way, it's great for me because every time I go down there, I have to go to the gym. So I got to go and work out. So I really can't argue about that. But the one thing where I put my foot down, because if we go to the school in the morning, if she gets up a little too late and there's a designated drop-off point and she doesn't like to be dropped off in front of the school, she likes to be dropped off on the side where everyone goes. So if we're late, I get stuck in the traffic and it could be like 15, 20 minutes. And I don't like waiting 15, 20 minutes just because we didn't get there on time. So when she asked me, let's go to Starbucks, I said, you know, if you want to go to something like that, you got to get up, you got to get in the car 10 minutes earlier. 10 minutes earlier. And then we'll do it. I'm happy to take you wherever we go. You know, whether there's a line or not. And that's what I said. And I felt so bad. I felt so bad. I feel so bad being a bad bad cop sometimes. Being a bad parent. You got to be home. You know, what time? 11 o'clock? It's 11 o'clock. You know, 11 o'clock is not 11-ish. Late time. You can come in earlier. You're just not supposed to come later. And we started doing a subtracting thing. But then it just gets all picky and stuff like that. And you got to have one person be the the good one. And one kind of, you know, there's someone always a little lighter when they're... It's hard for both to be uniform and tight on it. Would you want, to, want them to be that way when it comes to parents? And necessarily at work, too. When someone asks for something. We had a discussion about... Uh, a a school of thought from 20, maybe, I'm going to say 20-something years ago, 20, 22 years ago, 1990, early 90s, late 80s, late 90s. And there was a book that came out that says, give them, give them the pickle. And it's if someone wants pickles on, like, you, you have a restaurant and you do burgers and fries and pickles aren't included. And if there aren't, you know, charge them. With some, you know, this, uh, I guess, executive said, hey, listen, it doesn't cost that much to make them happy. Give them the pickle. Just give them the pickle. And that's the idea. 
give them the pickle. It sounds kind of suggestive if you're going to tell, if you told someone very forcefully, I'm going to give you the pickle. That would be kind of scary, especially if it was like a dark alley or if you were in a prison. You you could be up for some, you know, a long night. But I think what happened is there's been a 180. I'm not going to say 360 because 360 is when you turn all the way around and you end up in the place that you are. That's like an hour on the clock. That's 360. So a half hour on the clock is the opposite. And the opposite go the other direction, meaning you don't give anybody other than what's stipulated on there. And when there's they order extra, you charge. And that seems to be the thing now. And with POS systems, that's point of sale. What a lot of restaurants have. I happen not to work at one that has one of those. But whenever you want to add, when you're putting in an order, when you want to add things, a point of sale system, a POS system, many times will be programmed to do incremental charges. Pickles, mayonnaise, extra sauce, extra cheese, bacon, lettuce, whatever. And it'll just, it throws it on top, throws it on top, throws it on top, and then all of a sudden you have your price. Now we have to hand and write that and you know you know there's a fine line between giving away the house and being an agent of customer satisfaction being an agent of customer satisfaction when someone it doesn't cost anything to be nice really doesn't cost anything to be nice in most situations in most situations, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. Because sometimes, if you're nice to someone who's being belligerent, they may find you're being sarcastic or something like that, and it could get more violent and out of control. When you hear someone, they get angry. They're angry because you're calm and they're angry. That's a rarity. That's a rarity. So we got to, sometimes you have to, sometimes. Sometimes you feel the need to match energies. Other times you take the high road. So a lot of times when someone asks, can I get this way and that way and I'll think about it. If I'm not adding anything to the cost of the bottom line or a negligible amount of cost to the bottom line and it makes a person happy for a one-off, a one-off meaning one time, then do it. If I start doing it for everyone, then that percentages add up, right? So you got to start thinking and say, hey, listen, everyone wants a pickle on the side of this uh, dish. Maybe we should put a pickle. And, and they say, well, that'll change the price structure. And you say, hey, listen, well, then change this price structure or factor it in. But, oh, that's the same thing, I guess, in most cases. But when someone's acting rudely at the bar, there's a lot of times where I have to step in and say something. If a guy is, I'm going, to, I'm going to pick a guy, and I've had to do it with women before on rarer occasions because women generally aren't that aggressive most times, but they are sometimes. But guys who get overly intoxicated and feel as if they have the need to expound on how attractive they think the woman is and then how good an idea it would be for them to give them their number or have a drink with them or do this or what are you doing here what's your name where do you live got a boyfriend you're married whatever 
and sometimes when the girls are unattract you know, when they're not attractive too attracted to the guy I would say when the girls aren't unattractive because that may not be as much of a shoe but I still no matter how I'm, I'm not being judgmental I apologize but I'm say, saying that I'll step in either way don't be rude to a guest and when someone puts out I'll just go up there and say listen they're not really interested um, let them ha- enjoy their drink and if it goes on I gotta be the bad one the bad one is if someone we have some one of our not so regulars who come in and he <clears throat> usually goes he drinks more than he can pay for this is a recent thing he started doing and I told him I said listen you can't do that anymore you're going to have to... And, and then he said, you don't like me. And I said, well, this guy I banned. I actually banned him for six months for something else. And I said, no, it's not. You just What you have to do is every time you come in here, have enough money for the things you're going to drink. And then when you're done drinking, because you're done with... You know, you spend all your money. Don't ask people for drinks. Because we're not going to be that place. Because that's where the bad cop comes in because then that starts affecting you people coming to your bar and if you're not the bad bartender or bad server and saying listen you can't do that here you're not you're not allowed to change your baby's diaper on the table go to the bathroom where there's a changing table not necessarily in the, in the bathrooms we have but there are many bathrooms there are changing tables now for babies so people don't have to do it on a table that's disgusting or you can do it in your car I know people have babies I know babies poop I know diapers have to be changed that's one of the things sometimes you know with dress codes and stuff like that you go excuse me could you put your boob away yes yes that was the thing that I said before at the bar I said listen you it's an attractive boo, but you really can't do that here. It gives off the wrong atmosphere for certain restaurants if you start, you know, if that's the thing that's happening. People say, well, it's kind of kind of crazy in there. And I say, no, no, it's not crazy. It happened. That's an incident. That's incidents happen. Incidents happen in the finest of places. And it's how they handle it that makes it more usual or unusual. If you're in Las Vegas, there's a lot of things that happen in Las Vegas. They say what happens in Las Vegas stays in Las Vegas. Well, the reason that is, is most of the things they're talking about is something embarrassing happened. And far be it from me, from someone gaining an education about embarrassing things they do, but they also... Some of those embarrassing things you do add discomfort to the people that dine. So it's a big picture kind of thing when we go over and they say, hey, listen, you can't do this. You're kind of loud. You know, when you say it and people are having a conversation, it's because, and there's someone loud in there. And there's, there's some of them are loud because they, there's a couple, you know, one or two boat captains I know. They're very loud. Well, it's because they're on a boat all day. They're hearing shot. They have diesel engines going on, and you know the whole time. 
So I understand that. And other people are allowed because they want it. They want attention. Now, if you want attention, have a podcast. You know, I get some attention. I, I, I like to say hi to my friend uh, Ace and Steve and his brother Doug and Diana in Miami and Desiree and Brian and Jen in Pennsylvania my dad in Dover. I just want to give them a... But it's funny. Ace says, you know, I can't believe you mentioned my name on this. I said, Ace, you know, there could be a couple thousand people listening to it, but it's not like you're listening. It's not like your name's being mentioned on The Daily Show or Tucker, more likely Tucker Carlson, I guess. Um, You're not... It's not that widely listened to. And I do understand to address something to Ace. I'm sorry that you cannot call in at this time. It is a difficult... I was trying to explain to people, say, why don't you take calls? Maybe with a different software, it would be easy. Right now, I'm, what I do the podcast on, I do it with a, uh, a Chromebook, a microphone, and I use my hosting app and the hosting app is, is Spreaker and that does the recording and it has the sound levels it contains all the side uh, the music that I have for the show the sound effects like the that's all contained off to the side I don't play it too much there's the theme you may hear it. I can't hear it right now but it has things like that, and I don't do a lot of that. I don't try to. I try to make people happy, you know. Yeah, that's cheering in the background. Thanks. Um, so it has the sound levels. It has the the theme song. It tells me my levels. I can see how how much volume's coming out. See if it's redlining. I don't want it to be too higher end. Uh, I can turn my mic off. I can push the talk. I can turn up the volume on the uh, show. Let's see. I think that's pretty much... I have a, other things I'm not sure about. I have a fader. I can use the fader, you know? I should use the fader more often where I can go in between two, like an opening. I have my theme, and I can go into this other one. I can play at the same time and just slide it right over and play the theme. But... That particular thing I have to do on a laptop in order to make a phone call. I have to uh, virtually run Skype through this ho- online hosting application in order to get the sound. I got to run it through a soundboard, not necessarily a soundboard. I guess I could, I could do the live show and just do a headset. I just take phone calls. My worries would be that the sound quality would suffer sometimes because it depends on you know how the person's speaking on the phone. I I can I I try to the way I try to do it is try to hear what the recording app is picking up. So in order to do that 
I'm hoping I'm getting my sound when I do this from the uh, mic uh, jack here that everyone has on their portable devices or laptops and things like that. And this way, when I hear the call, the listeners hear the call. Now, sometimes, if you're not real careful, you can I can hear the call, but no one else can hear the call. Because it's bypassing my setup. So there's a lot of kind of ba- uh, barriers or things that can go wrong with taking phone calls. It's not that difficult. It just takes a lot more effort. And that's why when you heard a month or two ago say, I want a million downloads. The million downloads is not so I can retire and stop being a bartender. It's so I can hire somebody. I am making some money with the show, but so I can hire someone so they can do those things. Someone who's, they don't have to be a prodigy. They just have to be more of a, and less of a, a, what's the word? It's, it's a luddite. A luddite. I think that's the correct term. Luddite. L-U-D-D-I-T-E. That's someone that eschews technology. I don't eschew technology. I, I enjoy technology. I just don't understand it completely. And I definitely don't really understand sound. So if I'm doing a live show, I'm listening on the headphones. Now, if I have someone else with me doing the live show, then it becomes exponentially more difficult. Because then I have to bring in from my jack, my when I jack in the sound from the microphones from people that are with me, I also have to have a headset and put the sound into their headsets or split the sound off so they can hear the caller. Otherwise, I'll be the only one hearing the caller. And they'll just be looking at me like the, the other people that are here. So it's just... And that's why when you see radio, if you ever listen to, watch Howard Stern live on on his feed, when he does one of those live radio shows they do on cable, you see they have an engineer. The engineer handles the phone calls. And the engineer, they go to school for that. They get degrees in broadcasting. So... I don't feel so bad that I do it. There's a lot of people that know how to do it really well, and they do take phone calls and stuff. They're like a fish in water and just like this. Oh, we're taking a phone call. We got three phone calls. We're going to have like five people in on this one. And there's recording apps that are probably better for that than others. I'm not going to take up any money. I'm the quick segue segue right here. I'm not going to take up any more of your time today. It's a Thursday. I'm already ready for work. Yes, I am so freaking organized. So freaking organized today. I have a sign, a loan signing tomorrow. After I do my spin class in the morning at ten o'clock, a loan signing at ten thirty, and I printed all that stuff out. Oh, they got someone's running the uh, leaf blower. I hate leaf blowers, but you know what? I'm just going to sign off so you don't have to do it. Thank you, everyone. Keep up the downloads. Thank you, Michigan. Michigan's the big one right this week. Michigan, we need other places. I mean, Pennsylvania, you've come in. New Jersey's been in. Uh, New York, 
how about like Alabama, other place in Florida? Let's let's kick in some of those downloads. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Sorry about the noise at the end. It's the goddamn leap. You bastards. Talk to you later. This man has just entered the gas price madness zone, pushed over the edge by skyrocketing gas prices. The remedy? Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Hey, wait a minute. Did you just say there's a free app I can get that'll actually pay me cash back on every gallon of gas I buy? Yes. Escape the gas price madness zone with the Upside app and earn real cash back on every gallon of gas you buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough of the theatrics. Just tell me more about this Upside app. Okay. It's super easy. Just download the free app and use it whenever you buy gas. Upside users can earn hundreds of dollars in cash back. Wow. Thanks, announcer guy. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code MINUTE for an extra 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code MINUTE for a 25 cents per gallon or more bonus on your first tank. And now an update on what some analysts and reporters are calling the great resignation and the upside of it all. As many as 44% of workers are leaving their 9-to-5s behind and looking for life hacks to make up the difference in income as they pursue other jobs. And as that number grows, so have downloads of an app called Upside. It's a free app for cash back on gas, groceries, and at restaurants. Can an app like Upside really make a difference? You bet. With Upside, users can earn an average of $96 a year. And it works at all the big gas brands like Shell, BP, Valero, Philips 66, Circle K, etc. And at favorite local grocers and restaurants. Everyone's got to drive and eat, right? If you want to get in on this life hack, we have a promo code for you. Head to the App Store or Google Play and download Upside. Enter code HACK to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use code HACK.